0: Welcome to Book Me, sponsored by Nimbus Publishing. I'm Costas Halavrezos. Today, Lori Duty, author and illustrator of the Land Puffin. Picture a parrot, a big, multicolored one. Now, picture a puffin the ridiculously cute little seabird. How do you suppose they'd get along? We find out what works and what doesn't when these birds of a different feather meet in a new children's book written and illustrated by Laurie Doody. The land puffin follows Pete the parrot as he seeks out some puffins to see if they have as much in common with him as he thinks they do. Laurie's on the line from St. John's. Hi, Laurie. You trained as a printmaker. What set you on the path of writing as well as illustrating children's books?
1: Well, I had kids, and uh, I was buying all kinds of picture books to read with them, especially my son, who was a very active toddler. The best way to get him to sit still and kind of calm down before bedtime was to read picture books to him. And some nights there might have been six or seven. And we all loved them, myself, my son, and my daughter, who's a bit younger. And then I started thinking, I wish I could make one of these. After some time, when my son started kindergarten, I thought, I'm going to learn how to make a picture book. And so I did.
0: And what was your first?
1: The very first one is called Capelin Weather, and it's about the foggy, wet, grizzly weather in Newfoundland.
0: Such as you're having today?
1: Yes. <laughs> I just walked my dog, and it's warm in one direction and then icy cold in another direction.
0: <laughs> but you, a children's book about Capelin.
1: Yeah. When I was little, I actually thought that it rained, Caitlin. I didn't quite understand that the weather just coincided when they rolled up on the shores. So the whole book is clarifying that idea to the main character named
0: Kate. I've looked at your artwork on the internet, and your writing and humor are always present. It seems as if you can't resist wordplay, even when you're titling your prints.
1: It's true. I always start with a title with my artwork, and I have a whole series of etchings about clothing. So it might be if the shoe fits. Um, <laughs> Then it's, of course, an edging of shoes or little black dresses. So they're little, tiny, one-inch high uh, black dresses. So, yeah, I've always loved work like.
0: And that serves you in good stead, writing children's books?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, children are pretty clever about that sort of thing. I love when I read Kaplan Weather to, say, kindergartners, because there's always two or three kids when I say that the main character tried eating Kaplan, but she thought they were a little fishy. There's always a few little kids who'll just have these big guffaws <laughs> who get the pun about the being little fish.
0: Now, you have written and illustrated several children's books, including uh, an earlier one involving puffins. Why do they work for you in a way that perhaps other birds don't?
1: Well, they're the provincial bird of Newfoundland in Labrador, and I used to work in um, St. Michael's Print Shop, which is an artist-run studio, and I still work there sometimes. Their logo is a puffin. So I think for the past 20 years, there's just been a puffin in my peripheral vision.
0: (laughs) Peripheral Puffins. There's the next title. Now, in this book, Pete the Parrot is just enamored with puffins, especially when he learns they were occasionally called sea parrots. And he comes from a long line of uh, seagoing parrots. We're all familiar with those pictures of pirates with a parrot on their shoulder. And Pete begins putting together all kinds of connections between himself and puffins. What's the subtext here?
1: Well, when I was originally coming up with the book, I was just doing sketches of parrots next to puffins because I liked the idea of instead of a sea parrot, of having a land puffin. And I was trying all kinds of colors, and my daughter, who was six at the time, um, said, oh, you have to do the rainbow parrot. And (laughs) then things just kind of clicked. Kids love rainbows, but there's also the subtext of say acceptance of LGBTQ community and then of course there's more tropical colors, so it could be for someone who's from far away. And it just the contrast of the rainbow looks really good next to the puffins. And of course kids just love rainbows. They love actual rainbows. They love opening a box of crayons, which is in the order of a rainbow usually. So just fun to have the bright colors.
0: I believe that the collective noun for puffins is a circus of puffins. What kind of reception does Pete get when he finally finds a circus of them?
1: They're very welcoming. They like to bring him fish. They hang around him. Unfortunately, he's not a fan of fish or (laughs) sitting on rocks all day.
0: Pete wants a cracker.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he does want a cracker. (laughs) So uh, as the book progresses, we realize that Pete isn't comfortable being a
0: sea parrot. Hmm, quite a realization for him. He doesn't like uh, sleeping on rocks at night. He doesn't like to swim like the puffins. Yeah,
1: and so he comes to the realization that he's happy the way he is. So um, he goes to find his own spot, which turns out to be a lighthouse where he can live by the sea and be friends with puffins, but still be
0: himself. I must admit, even though it's a short children's book, I was really wondering how you were going to write yourself out of Pete's disappointment at finding that life as a land puffin wasn't quite what he was hoping for. Yeah,
1: the intention is for very early readers. They don't have a big attention span, really, and they don't want to read a lot of words at first. There's very few words on every page so that they can feel a sense of accomplishment as they read each page. It's succinct, but
0: it gets to the end and a happy ending. And Pete always repeats himself.
1: Yes, there's always that idea of parrots repeating themselves. (laughs) And when you're the reader, especially the adult reader, it's fun to throw in voices. So you can have the repetition and then the kids can do the repetition or it can also help them with the reading because once they read the phrase once, they already know how to read it again and they feel like they're getting a the hang
0: of reading. And who doesn't love to imitate a parrot?
1: Exactly. <laughs> My kids get a pretty big kick out of the, the
0: voice. <laughs> Was there anything in your childhood experience that you were able to draw on for this story?
1: I've realized over time that a lot of my books are about finding your own place and being comfortable in your own skin. And I think that's because as a child, I was kind of moved around a lot. My mother was a single mother and a nurse, so she had long 12-hour shifts. So in any given week, I could end up being in our neighborhood or at my babysitter's neighborhood where there were a completely different group of children from different schools, or I could be in a rural community at my grandparents' house. So I had to learn to adapt from each group of friends, but also I have learned pretty early on that I didn't want to blend in with them. I was just going to do my own thing.
0: So you had a, a strong sense of identity from early on. Yeah.
1: I think a lot of only children do. <laughs> <laughs> They're not influenced by siblings the same
0: way. I'm wondering, with your own children, the fact that they get to see you working on books, has that influenced them?
1: Uh, definitely. Uh, my daughter in particular, she's turning nine, and she's always drawing and writing she keeps a journal and she writes out stories with her friends. And my son just enjoys books. I've clearly created
0: a book lover. I understand you have plans for doing sessions on this story of the the land puffin uh, with children in kindergartens. H- how would they proceed?
1: I think they would have fun with the voices, and they would learn about different birds, and they would learn about being welcoming to outsiders or new people in their class or their neighborhood. And really, hopefully, they would just enjoy the contrast of a talking bird with
0: these mute, cute little birds around it. (laughs) Well, Laurie, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you very much. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Laurie Duty is the author and illustrator of The Land Puffin. It's published by Nimbus. If you'd like to comment on today's podcast with Laurie, our email address is info at bookmepodcast.ca. We have dozens more conversations for you with people who create books in Atlantic Canada, the authors, illustrators, editors, and designers all on bookmepodcast.ca. Pass the word to fellow readers. If you're on Instagram, get an alert on each new interview. Just follow at bookmepodcast. If you're in the Lunenburg County area of Nova Scotia, you can hear one of our podcasts every evening on the nonprofit radio station CHLU. 93.7 93.7 FM just before sign off around 9 o'clock. BookMe is sponsored by Nimbus Publishing. Laura Hines keeps the entire flock of our social media flying high. I'm Costas Halavrezos. Now, let's go read.